we live in a world that is all about grievance and the Bible is pretty much a story of blessing over grievance. So our sin nature loves grievance. Grievance is when someone does something bad to me and now I am going to get them back. I've got bitterness, I've got anger, I've I'm got resentment. Victim. I'm a victim of them. I blame them. I'm going to take vengeance into my own hands. That's grievance. Jesus comes and he forgives us, even when we didn't ask for it, of our grievances that he could, that God, God could have grievance towards us for all the things we've done, for all the immorality and sin nature. God says, I forgive you. And so we're invited back into a blessing relationship. So Deuteronomy 28 is the blessings of relationship with God. He just wants to lay it on you. You are so blessed, but we struggle to comprehend this because we've lived our whole lives in grievance. And unfortunately, our culture pushes the grievance mindset, the gospel of grievance. Victimhood has been glorified. Yeah, yeah victimhood is how you have status in our society. But in Matthew 6, it says that God who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And if you don't forgive others, how can you be forgiven? These are very important things for us. And we see this in the life of David and in the life of Joseph. So David is anointed king. The prophet of the land comes and smears oil on him and says, this is the new king. What then happens is Saul begins driving him all around the desert trying to kill him. Massive grievance. Like, I deserve to be king. I've been anointed king. This guy's mad. He's disobeyed the Lord. I'm going to take his place. I deserve to be king. But for like 10, 11, 12 years, Saul chases David around the desert trying to kill him. And David one day is sitting in a cave in the dark. And Saul comes into the cave to go to the bathroom. And David's guy said to him, now's your chance. Kill him. End all of this. Take what you deserve. Take what is owed to you. And David says, I can't do this. I am anointed by God. God is directing my steps. I am going to go the higher way, which is I'm not going to take this into my own hands. If God has anointed me, God's going to bring me into the palace. I'm not going to take the palace by my own hand. And so he allows Saul to go out from the cave and and everyone's like, dude, the guy's blown it. But God had a amazing delight in David. He's like, yep, this is my guy. He trusted me. I'm going to have to come through for him. And he does. Likewise, Joseph, born to a really, really wealthy aristocratic family, huge landowners, huge wealth. He's the favorite son. And his brothers betray him, sell him into slavery. For 14 years, he's a slave. Not only is he a slave, his boss's wife, his owner's wife, accuses him of rape and gets him put into prison. So now he's in prison. Huge grievance, right? Grievance against your brothers. Grievance against your boss's wife. Grievance against the injustice of all of this system. Like, God, you had this amazing dream where everyone would bow down to me and I would be this amazing man. And now I'm in a prison. Not only am I in a prison. And the temptation for woe is me, yeah, self-pity. So then the whole butler and baker thing happens and he says to the butler, remember me, like get me out of here. And the butler forgets for like two years or a year, whatever it is. More resentment, right? But God had a plan because Joseph never gave in to victimhood. He never gave in to the resentment, 
right? We see this with his brothers when his brothers finally come before him after 14, 15, well, it would have been 20 years. He weeps because he loves his brothers and he's dealt with this stuff in his heart of what you did for evil, God has done for blessing. You see, he trusted in God's vindication. God will vindicate me before my brothers. God will vindicate me before the justice system and before all these false accusations and things. And we never see God freeing Joseph from his slavery. He was a slave his whole life. He was, he was a blessed slave, right? So for us, that's super offensive. We're like, oh, but to be a Christian means equality and liberty and, and none of this uh, injustice. It was like, no, no, no. Being a Christian is submitting yourself to God's blessing. God, whatever you want for my life, I want it. And I'm not going to take it into my own strength. So we just want to encourage you guys. As a Christian, we have a mandate of God's blessing on our lives. God sees us in secret. He's a good father. He sees you in secret. And he wants to bless you. He wants to vindicate you. So when it comes time to be grieved against other people, because all of us have a reason, even the most wealthy, happy, superstar people have a reason to be grieved against someone. Every day, someone's going to do something to you that you could be grieved about. I deserve better. They owe me. I have anger and bitterness and resentment towards someone. So we just want to encourage you as a Christian, take that and lay it at Jesus' feet and say, Lord, do you see me? Yes, he does. Matthew 6 verse 6, he sees you in secret. God, are you a good father? Yes, he is. Go read Deuteronomy 28. He wants to bless you. He wants you to be his blessed son or daughter. And then God, are you going to do something about this? Are you going to work on my behalf? Yes. Just go read or like the testimonies of David and Joseph. Yeah. So it's really important just to, uh, in our climate today, to check ourselves and to be like, God, is there anyone that I have grievance towards that I have not forgiven? Because when you carry grievance, you're carrying unforgiveness. And that the only person in bondage is yourself. This isn't a conservative, liberal thing. The upper elites, they want us all fighting each other. Um, the and root, grieved with each other. Yeah, and angry and upset with each other. And if we got into the goodness of God, we would realize that this is blessing, having a blessing mindset. I am blessed yeah. versus I am cursed. Yeah. I am grieved. I need a fight for my own things and even there because i think that's something that we've fallen into is like oh the elites like they are out for us and they're out to get us and the politicians are all corrupt and they're out to get us and it's like yeah it's all true but i, I i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not going out to go get vengeance by my own hand and we're not going to focus on them all the time yeah. How, what do we do because we don't agree with jeff bezos we don't have an Amazon Prime membership. Yeah, we, don't we don't use Amazon from, Prime. Yeah. We're not happy with Walmart and Kroger and how they've monopolized yeah, yeah. the grocery system and have stopped small towns from having little shops yeah. because it's impossible to compete against them. So we don't shop at Kroger and we don't shop at Walmart and we don't shop at any of these big global yeah. chain stores. Is it hard? Is it uncomfortable? Is it inconvenient? Yeah, a thousand times, yeah. But the reward yeah. is amazing. It is amazing to know that we are not controlled mm -hmm. by these people and we're not victims of them like our life doesn't stop now because we don't have access to all of our enemies stuff if you have a racial grievance or, or a, a religious grievance or a, a gender grievance, whatever your grievance is that people have told you to have if that stops you from living your calling you've fallen into grievance and victim mindset so the biggest thing is to 
forgive them and then carry on with your life like God's going to bless the socks off of you. And again, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean, oh, because I forgive Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos now I, okay, well, okay, now I bless Amazon. I'm going to get an Amazon subscription. I'm going to buy from Amazon. I'm going to make money off of Amazon. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm cutting them out of my life. Like, you don't have to let abusers into your life. But I'm also not a victim of them and crying and halting my life because someone did me wrong. Everybody on earth has had someone do something wrong to them and then they've done something wrong back and there's a blood feud that's going to go on for generations and get bigger and bigger and more grievance and more grievance. It stops when you say, I forgive. I bless. I'm putting up a boundary and I'm moving on with my life. So a big thing is to get off of the grievance system. Stop watching the news. All they want is to hash up grievance. If someone every day was telling me that my neighbor across the street who I haven't even met hates me and they've got, got it out for me and they are just a terrible person, I'm gonna like, every day I'm gonna drive past their house and curse them and be like, oh, I hate this, I hate living here. I hate them. They hate me. Like, why do they always look at our stuff? Why are they looking into our yard? And it's like, that's what the news is doing for you. The news has convinced you that people who don't even know you exist hate you. Life would be so much easier if like, I didn't know anything else going on out there. Like, oh, it's my neighbor. Let me go meet them. And yeah, they're nice people. We met them once, never talked to them again. Like, great, bless them, carry on with my life. A good one for me is coming from South Africa, right? Where there's race-based laws that have excluded a lot of my type of people from ever participating in stuff. And it's it's been three successive generations of grievance, right? There's been grievance against the British, grievance against the Afrikaans, and now grievance against the blacks. because. Each one is doing wrong to all the outgroups. And I could be like, oh, you know, it's because of the it's because of the government that everything is like it is. And and it's it's addictive, it's enjoyable because it's like, oh, that's why I'm not doing what I'm called to do. Or like the news says it's this group of people that hates us. And it's like, oh, that feels good. It's these people that are why I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. It's like, no, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do because I don't believe God is good enough or he sees me, or he wants to bless me into the thing that I've actually got to do. I'm scared, or I'm lazy, or I'm preoccupied on grievance and trying to fight people rather than do what I'm called to do. I think we're in biblical times now. You know, it's we've had such a comfortable, civilized society for so long that the Bible's kind of out of touch. Whereas now we're going into biblical times again, where people there's injustice against people who are are righteous. There's um, violence and poverty and uh, wars and rumors of wars and all this stuff. Okay, now the life of David applies. Now the life of Joseph applies. Now, you know, the life of Paul and Peter applies. Because now like things are happening that happened there. So read those stories, be encouraged of how God came through for them. It's a testimony for him to come through for you. Bless you guys. Be blessed.